0: This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. We're now the opposite of the front of Sports Talk because we're, well, we're we're back to it. Get it? Well, that's not funny. Back to The Drive. That's moronic. With Josh Graham.
1: Happy NBA Draft Day! So glad you're along with us on a Wednesday drive. For the last week, I've been flip-flopping back and forth on what I think the Hornets are going to do tonight. Yesterday, I said I was leaning Charlotte, staying at number three and picking Anthony Edwards. Thought he'd be there at that spot, and he still might be. But my mind's changed on what Charlotte's going to do. I'm going to stay pat on this pick. This is the pick you can hold me responsible for. I'm predicting one way or another... It's going to be Wiseman for Charlotte tonight. And there's a difference between what I think Charlotte should do and what Charlotte is going to do. Because I've been pretty clear over the last few months, I'm not the biggest Wiseman fan. Before I get into all the reasoning for that, uh, for why that is, I think we should go ahead and point out the obvious based on all the reports that we've been seeing over the last few days. It's hard to know what to trust. Because there's a lot of misinformation close to draft time, some deception out there, teams keep things close to the vest, and Charlotte's no different in that. But it's pretty obvious, based on the national reports, and heck, even what Bunnell's doing with the Observer, Charlotte seems to be the only team happy to be picking in the top three. Minnesota at number one apparently is shopping the pick. Apparently they don't want no part in being number one to the point where they might take somebody for somebody else. They might take someone number one with the expectation that they can shop him and trade him by the end of the night. It very well could be Wiseman. Golden State, they're title hunting right now. They feel like none of the players that they could take number two are going to help them this basketball season. Odds are with no summer league, close turnaround, quick turnaround until the start of the year, none of these players are going to be helping them win a title immediately, and their time's now. So if they could have it their way, they'd flip that pick in a heartbeat to try and bring in some experience, bring in a vet that can help them for 2021. Meanwhile, they're Charlotte, and it seems like they know who they want. It seems like Mitch has his mind on one guy, clearly has an eye on someone, and I trust Benel's reporting on this because he's been as close to the Hornets as anybody for over two decades. He reported a month ago, Wiseman is the target. Wiseman is number one on Cupcheck's board. And if that's the case, regardless of how Josh Graham feels about it, go out and get that guy. Cupcheck, he's the one getting paid to make these decisions, to figure out who the best player for Charlotte is. He's already told us. He is worried only about picking the best player. He's worried about the best player available, not who's the best fit. So if he feels like Wiseman is that guy, Do what's necessary to get the pick. Get the number one pick. Get the number two pick. If you feel like Ball and Edwards are the only two players Minnesota's considering at number one and that Wiseman isn't going to be the pick there, trade up to number two. Golden State, it's not going to take a lot to unroot Golden State from number two to number three. Make sure you get your guy if you're Mitch Kupchak. Here's what I see Wiseman being, and it explains why I don't think it's wise, see what I did there, Robert, to pick him in the top three. I think in the best-case circumstance, he's Rudy Gobert. He's DeAndre Jordan. Both those guys are really good. You might be thinking, Josh, you want those guys on your team, and you'd be right. You're going to hear the draft comparisons tonight. It's always a lot of fun when they throw comparisons out because never are they going to throw out like an average player. Yeah, this point guard's George Hill. You're not going to hear that tonight. It's always, he reminds me a lot of James Harden, even though there's only one James Harden out there. So best case scenario, what I see from Wiseman, Gobert or DeAndre Jordan. Really good players, potential All-NBA, block shots, play great defense, Pick and run, pick and roll, run to the rim. I like him. Rim running players, that's what Wiseman could be in the best case circumstance. But even in that circumstance, what he's not is pretty clear. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not Nikola Jokic. He's not Giannis. There's no chance that he's going to transform a franchise. Charlotte They're picking number three. It's the first time they they moved up with their slotted position in 21 years. Baron Davis was the last guy taken when Charlotte moved up from where they were slotted to go. Expectations are through the roof. Hornet fans, you got to manage expectations. I don't think it's realistic you're going to get a star in this draft. However, I do like if you were gifted a top three pick, taking somebody you think has a chance of being that. Wiseman, there's no chance of it. I just told you what the best-case circumstances, and that's really good. But with Edwards and Ball, I still think there's a chance they could be potential superstars and number ones for your franchise. You could get serviceable big men somewhere else. You could get them for cheap. You know what big men in the NBA are right now? They're middle linebackers in football that aren't edge rushers. Edge rushers, they go in the top five. Miles Garrett, the number one pick. Bradley Chubb out of NC State, number five to the Broncos a few years ago. Do you know who doesn't get taken in the top five generally? Middle linebackers. They don't because of the value of the position. You can find linebackers all over the place in the National Football League. You can. You can find them for cheap. It's not worth taking that as a top five pick. So that's what I see when I see Wiseman. What I think Mitch Kupchek sees, 7 1 player with a 7 6 wingspan, always being somebody who can be around the basketball, block shots. There's always going to be a place for that too, for rim protecting in the league. And the most reliable thing you can find in the lottery is his size and wingspan. You know for a fact. You have that, and that's going to help you. It's going to alter games. It's going to alter a lot of shots. You know that's something you can work with. That's an NBA body. It might be the most reliable thing in that draft. So I could see what Mitch Kupchak likes. And we'll talk to Mitch about it tomorrow, and if it ends up being Wiseman, I'm sure it's going to be a really interesting discussion. I'm not a big fan of it, but he's the general manager. He calls the shots. His picks have been really good since becoming the Hornets' GM, whether it be Devonte Graham, Miles Bridges, or PJ Washington, I'm interested to see what the pick's going to be. My gut tells me it's going to be Wiseman. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad. Robert Walsh is the producer of this show. Let's go to Mark in Greensboro. Mark, what's your take on Wiseman?
0: I think I think the com- the comparisons are off, and I don't mean that to disrespect you. I mean Rudy Gobert and DeAndre Jordan have Zero. I mean, neither of them are good for either He has more range. He has the ability to kind of build off of his skill set, which is more kind of like an athletic center. I, you know, I know that both those guys are athletic, but they're not exactly scoring threats. Uh, I think you can look at him more. I don't know if he's got this range, but more of like a Porzingis, but a shorter, obviously. Um, and I think that's what the I think that's what Bitch is seeing in it. Not just the fact that he's got a big wingspan or a Joel Embiid, but like a smaller, skinnier.
1: Well, that's not what I see for this reason. Thank you for the call, Mark. It's appreciated. Uh, Joel Embiid, well, we saw some of that stroke at Kansas before he got injured. Porzingis playing overseas, the jumper, it was there. Just a lot of people were still skeptical at that time about bringing in Euro players. And since the Knicks took them, everybody just assumed it was going to be a bad idea, especially when more familiar college names were on the board at that time. Porzingis getting booed at the Garden, or it might have been at Barclays, I forget. Uh, I don't like the comparisons with guys that are proven shooters that were before they even stepped foot in the NBA. We don't see that with, with James Wiseman. In terms of free throw percentage, we didn't have a large enough sample of what that is going to look like at Memphis because he only played in three games. So the sample size is small. I think he could be a good shooter, but there's no evidence of that yet. And I think Gobert and DeAndre Jordan are great comparisons because those are really good players that do things well that Wiseman's going to be asked to do when he steps into the NBA. And it might be with the Hornets. Looking at some of these projections today, though, Robert, Some of them have gotten on my nerves, particularly with Cole Anthony. I see this from The Athletic. He is the 17th best prospect in one big board. He is the 23rd best prospect in another. Someone hasn't projected going 23rd. ESPN hasn't projected going 21st. Listen, I would be stunned if Cole Anthony isn't a lottery pick tonight. Let me explain. His name and his school matter. The same way for us, the school that we go to, the connections we make, the networking we do matters with our jobs. It happens in basketball too, especially when many of the decisions being made are stemmed off personal conversations you've had in these Zoom calls. Cole Anthony, he is an NBA legacy. He grew up going into NBA locker rooms. His dad has all these connections. That certainly does not hurt. Roy Williams, his word matters. Don't believe me? Just look at last year's draft when Cam Johnson was taken. I don't remember any mocks having him taken in the lottery, but he's taken in the lottery, and Kobe White is reacting this way. And it's crazy to think this is last year's draft, by the way. It seems like a billion years ago.
2: Wow. Wow. Wow,
1: bro. Yeah, that might be the reaction of many people tonight when Cole gets taken in the lottery because he's so easy to buy into. He really is. He returned to a team that was bad, unlike Wiseman. He was suspended, set the return in the middle of January. That sound familiar? That's when Cole got hurt. Cole got hurt in the middle of December, beginning of December, set the return a month and change later to a bad team, and he did so anyway. He's so polished. Anyone who's been around him, and I have a little bit, could tell you he's ready to go, incredibly bright, going to knock out these interviews. Just listen to what Roy Williams had to say about him yesterday on Sirius XM Radio.
3: If it were a normal year where Cole Anthony could go work out for those teams, he would blow them away in the workouts. I'm telling you, I love the kid. As you said, he opted to come back and try to help our team when he could have just set out the rest of the year. But he would have blown people away if he had been able to go in and do the workouts. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter about every kid, but especially, as I said, a kid who started getting that uh Talk as a ninth or tenth grader, but uh, I'm just going to be sitting there nervous as I can be to draft tomorrow night, watching mm-hmm. it on TV. And every who gets Colwyn is going to get a guy that they'll be glad they drafted him.
1: It's a needs driven draft. We've heard this time and time again. 10 through 15, after the first six or seven picks, all bets are off. You telling me 10 to 15, there's going to be teams not looking to add a shooter a ball handler who played in the ACC, who, by the way, at this time last year was projected to be a top five pick, that's a guy you might be willing to take a swing on, especially if Roy Williams is telling you to. And on top of that, the connections with Greg Anthony. I think he's going to be a lottery pick. You wanted to hear
0: some great sports talk? Well, here it is. Oh, what an appallingly ironic outcome. The Drive with Josh Graham. It's not ironic. It's just coincidental. On Sports Hub Triad.
1: Now being joined by just another guy with the podcast. Well, I guess there's more to this guy than that. Tubby Smith is now joining us, host of the Tubby Smith show available wherever you find your podcast. Really enjoyed the episode last week with Rick Barnes. Uh, I think really Williams is going to be joining sometime soon. Darren Vought. He's involved with it, helping Tubby Tubby get these guests on. I guess Tubby doesn't really need help with that, but steering conversation and such. It's a really good listen, especially if you support the high point Panthers. Tubby, the time is appreciated. We're about a week out till the start of college basketball season. But before we get to that, it's draft night. And back at Kentucky, you had your fair share of first rounders. Go. I think of guys like Nasi Muhammad, Tayshawn Prince, even Rashawn Rondo. And when that's happening, obviously the players are front and center, as they should be. But behind the scenes, I guess this year it's going to be different because it's all going to be done virtually. There's always the college coach that's sitting there watching their player realize their dream. From that coach's perspective, from a coach's perspective, who's been through it, what does tonight represent?
3: Well, it represents the the relationship that players and coaches have at all levels. I'm sure that their junior high coach, their little league coach, their AAU coaches are all proud and excited and happy for these young men who have committed and dedicated themselves to being the best, you know, they all were born and blessed with God given talent, but it takes a real commitment uh, and, and sacrifice by many people for these young men to get to this point. You know, I'm talking about whether it's the academic advisors at schools or whether they went to Europe and played or Australia, like, like the mellow kid did or, you know it's in my case you know, Najee Muhammad Jamal McGlure, or either you know, Scott Page or Keith Bogus or Chuck Hayes all those guys that even had Tayshon Prince some that didn't some guys that didn't get it doesn't matter it, you're getting an opportunity to do what you dream of doing so that's uh, that that's the whole uh, premise of it i remember meeting lebron james when he was just in high school he was high school player of the year the same year I was, you know, Division One uh, college coach he had the Naismith Award, and and uh, and you could tell he was so polished, and and it's the reason why he's he's he's, he's been so successful. But that's what we want for our players. You just want them, and 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 share in that, and the joy and excitement of them being successful.
1: Tubby Smith with us here. The podcast is called the Tubby Smith Show. Our friend Darren Vaught. Also, helping out with that as well, do you remember the first impression you had the first time you ever watched James Wiseman play?
3: Oh, just gifted I mean he's a young man that I would probably take first because I saw him firsthand just a just a quality kid, very humble. I saw him when he was in the 10th grade i he was at a prep, he was at a private school in Nashville when I first got the job, maybe it was his junior year, starting his junior year. And his, his actually his high school coach was a um in, in Nashville was a graduate of Memphis. So we knew we had a real end with him and, and certainly after he moved there and two uh moved to Memphis and was playing for Penny Hardaway at uh, in his AAU team and in his high school you know, you just knew he was—he was gifted. That he was a young man that was going to be a a one and done, or a young man that could have gone straight from high school to pros. And I, I know his family and friends and and relatives all want to be celebrating tonight because he's—he's the real deal. I and mean, he's so smooth. He reminds me of Chris Bosh, except he's a better shooter. You know, he's a lefty like him, could run and jump. And, I mean, he's he's he he I think he's an NBA all star player for for years to come.
1: You got any good rondo stories for me, Coach?
3: <laughs> Raizon, I tried to I left him a message for winning his, his second or third ring, I think that so must be he, a really
1: cool feeling, isn't it? You talk about draft night, but having one of your guys win a championship, that doesn't happen every day.
3: No it doesn't. And we've had a few, you know, Tayshawn Prince and Muhammad, Mohammed, they've all have, of course. have won championships uh, a guy like Nazi, you know, he has an NBA ring and a, an a NCAA ring. Tayshawn Prince has a, a – we couldn't get him a college ring, but he got an NBA with the Pistons, and he also got a ring with the Olympic team. So gold medal. So that's – I'm really proud of the young men and, and their success and certainly wish them nothing but the best. Especially on, on – you know, this time of the year we would be in New York, to be honest with you, because – Every year we have an NABC Foundation gala that recognizes play, coach you know, people that have been contributors to college basketball, like John Thompson or like uh, uh, Phil Knight from Nike, oh, we honored Mike Cheshewsky. This year it was supposed to be Jim Haney, who was um, and we usually do it two nights, two days before the NBA draft. But it would have been back in I guess it'd been back in June, yeah. back then, but now. But what I'm saying is that 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 was something that I always enjoyed, just going there and being around the pageantry pageantry of of what's happening with the NBA. I haven't been to one in a long time. We haven't had a player drafted in a long time, but, uh, but I'm hoping we will someday here at High Point.
1: Tubby Smith's at his alma mater, High Point, and he's joining us here on Sports Hub Triad. Listen to the Tubby Smith Show, a really entertaining podcast that Tubby hosts. Uh, As I mentioned,
3: thank you,
1: of course, uh, as we're a week out away from the start of the college basketball season, sports during this pandemic year, it's been largely a moving target all across the board. So as we talk about what we expect as things get set to start, what gives you optimism? What's the source of your optimism that we're going to get through this season?
3: Well, I always believe that life is, you know, and my dad raised 17 kids. He always said, boy, every day above ground is a great day. So you better make the most of it. And as I said, all this pandemic, the death toll that's going up in our country from this COVID-19 and all the other things we've endured, it's going to make us stronger. But I think through it all, it's still a beautiful world. And so I... That's why I try to let our players know daily. And just think about it, fellas. Just think about you having a chance to come out here and do what you love doing every single day, whether we play a game or not. You know, you would be out on the playground. Remember when you were just a kid? Remember, I always tell them, remember the first game you ever played? You no, know, you just got to remember this, this is how excited you were when you got that uniform <laughs> and, and what it meant to you. That's 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 what it means to me every day, and so I've got to keep that type of energy, that type of en- enthusiasm, uh, and that type of uh, focus for our players because they they've they've had to deal with a lot. You know, we've had our players. We we just got back. We've only had eighteen, nineteen practices because we were quarantined. We had fourteen days off during the middle of this practice session, doing since and so that so that means we were missing fourteen practice days. Yeah. Uh, so. We're going to have to play Davidson next a week from today at Davidson, a team that's very talented, very experienced, and we're still a very young team. So I'm just I'm trying to make sure that we get everybody. And we've had a few players, you know, you know, deal with this COVID and have to be quarantined or have to be isolated. But we're healthy now. We're doing well. And so we're excited about uh, my job and our job. As coaches today, with what we're dealing with, is let them know how much we appreciate how they're handling this whole pandemic. You know, the the mental stress of the unknowing whether we're gonna play or not. I mean, it, it plays havoc on you. And, uh, so uh, I think that's been the the biggest challenge is helping them stay uh, stay up, you know, and not get down
1: on the way out. Help me out on this one. Sweet potato casserole, is it a side or a dessert?
3: Sweet potato casserole, it can be either, you know, I'd eat it as a dessert or as a side dish. (laughs) (laughs) I do, I grew up, man, sweet potato, I love sweet potato pie, sweet potato pudding. In fact, I had sweet potato muffins last night.
4: That's
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll like to try the sweet potato muffins in the Tubby Smith household one of these times. Oh, yeah. All, right. Oh, yeah. uh, All Tubby. right. Love to. Tubby, thank you so much for uh, being here with us. Best of luck uh, starting next week, and we'll catch up sometime soon, I'm sure. Thanks well, for doing this.
3: We appreciate you guys with uh, Josh, and, and I know you guys do a great job at the drive. Keep yep. it going.
1: Thank you so much. See you, Coach. All
3: right. Bye-bye. All
1: right, later. Uh, do you mind if I recut? Or uh, you know, I'll close out this segment. Why not? You got it. That's uh, Tubby Smith joining us, High Point head basketball coach. It's the Tubby Smith Show podcast with our friend Darren Vaughn and B Dot. He voiced the open for that podcast. B Dot about to join us in studio, Robert. You heard in his voice, he started thinking about it there. Sweet potato casserole, is it a side? Is it a dessert? When we're doing our Thanksgiving draft here, we need to set these parameters. This is a really contentious issue, don't you
4: think? Yeah, I thought we would wait to talk about it till the draft, but if we're going to crack into it here, uh, yeah. All
1: right, well, you know what? We need to welcome B dot to the proceedings to do this, okay? That's what we're going to do then. That's where we're going to start. It is our Thanksgiving draft. Where, in honor of the NBA draft tonight, we will each select a meat entree, two sides, and a dessert.
0: That's next on the drive. Check this out. We're on in five. This is the drive with Josh Graham. Okay, let's get this show rolling. Hit it. On Sports Hub Triad. The here. Look, look, look. I got beans creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, roll, beans, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat, beans, cream, potatoes, hanging out in
1: studio with us now, as yes. he does each week.
0: Cream, we are a week
1: away from the start of college basketball season. Eight days away from Thanksgiving, and tonight's the NBA draft. So I thought, what a great idea would it be in honor of the draft to do our Thanksgiving meal draft, and here is the lowdown. We need to get some clarification on some things, and we'll do that in a second. It's going to be a snake draft. Robert, myself, and B. Dot, you have the first pick. Yeah, I do. I got the second pick. Robert, the third pick, which means he'll have the next pick in the next round. And you got a draft, one meat entree, two sides, and a dessert. So that is four picks apiece for our Thanksgiving meal draft. But what we need to get to the bottom of, Robert, sweet potato casserole,
4: a dessert or a side? I hmm. think in this draft it should be associated with desserts and then consequently we can have yams as a side for, in the side selection.
1: I'm in complete agreement. What do you think?
4: I agree 100%. Well, heck yeah. We ain't arguing about nothing today except for my picks. Y'all about to be mad as hell about that. BDOT's talking smack.
1: He doesn't believe that we're going to have anything that interferes with his list at all. He feels like that all his picks, he's going to get exactly what he wants in this draft. Yeah. I feel we're not going to take anything.
2: I feel the carcacity of y'all's plates are going to show. <laughs> and I feel like I'm just so confident that nothing on my list contradicts with anything on y'all's list i'm just ready man let's go i got the number one overall draft pick i do have a question
1: what's the question
2: if you if i have an item can you take the item and do it a different way and make it your item too or is it just if i I would say no okay Absolutely. i agree with that If it's
1: close we're leaning no
2: okay great great so i'm going like do we have some imaging some music for this what's going, going on let's do it let's do it am i ready you're on the clock. We man. learned to
1: we learned to grammar school that I knew this is my future.
4: Remember that? <laughs> no,
2: no. When was this? When was this a question? He on was talking.
4: School? He's talking about mask This is Drake. This is draft day.
2: Whew. So you already are in the hole 0 the, for you one. You had to
4: plan that. You are you trying to?
2: You're zero for one. All right. When we get to grammar school. You are 0 for 1. With the number one overall Oh, future did March Madness. Oh, shut up. With the number one overall Turkey Day draft pick, it is only right that Team Dot welcomes the turkey. All right. Yes, and I would like to jerk deep fry my Mm. turkey, please, Mm. and have that thing sitting up there ready with that nice little tint to it. As soon as you cut into it, you see the steam coming up out of it. You just, your salivatory glands just go. And I know it's salivary, (laughs) but I like salivatory. Your salivatory glands just. uh
1: Yeah, turkey. Turkey's off the board, man. Turkey's off the board. Turkey's off the board, man. That was number two on my big board because Mm. number one Mm. is honey glazed ham. Mm. Honey glazed ham is my choice at number two. Mm. It doesn't get the same spotlight as turkey does, but more production, less maintenance, Honey-glazed ham is my pick at number two, Robert.
4: And And I knew that's where Josh was going to go as soon as I said, there should be three meats in this. And he was like, what's the third meat for Thanksgiving? (laughs) So since you guys have picked your meats, I'm going to hold off on that and worry about my meat later. Whoa. Uh, Or you can worry about it now, either way. And I'm going to go ahead and start with what I think are the two best sides on Thanksgiving Going to knock oh out Both his sides I'm gonna right go now. with Baked mac and cheese Oh my the god The adult kind oh. no. The grown up adult Oh
2: no Oh wait a minute There may
4: be controversy With my list Oh, uh, I'm not If you bring mac and cheese To my Thanksgiving And it's not baked <laughs> It looks like you got it out of a craft box. You're getting kicked out. I want the baked mac and cheese. And with the first pick of the second round, I'm coming for mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh! You thought this was a game, Josh? You thought I
0: needed ham?
2: You thought I needed ham? What goes better with turkey? The freaking mashed potatoes and gravy. You're a savage for that, Robbie Walsh. It's You're okay, but now
4: now I don't pick. I don't pick for another four picks, so I, I'm off the board for a little bit. Who
2: cares? You did the most damage yeah. with your two picks. How dare you, you savage?
1: I did not account for you going mac and cheese there. Ooh. I thought I was going to go Ooh. mac and cheese.
2: That was brilliant strategy. I had that planned. Oh, my gosh. That was brilliant freaking strategy. Need to recalibrate for a <laughs> second. Yeah. You know...
1: I'm going to go, you know, don't overthink this. I'm going to be like Mitch Kupchak, not going to overthink it. I'm going to go stuffing. Going to go stuffing with my second pick. It's not Thanksgiving unless you have stuffing. It always delivers. Great to have, especially when it's accompanying my
4: ham. Low-key, stuffing is trash.
2: And with ham, yeah. who does stuffing with him? I told you, man, the Caucasity of Josh's plate. I was not worried. I was not worried about ham. I was not worried anything about anything. I stuffing. was gonna go. I was gonna go with mac and cheese
4: I, if he didn't take it. The squares of stuffing that people make. I, the only way I'm eating stuffing is if it's like the stuffing that you put in the turkey and mm, it got all that yeah, giblet yeah. juice. I'm you, not eating the squares. Do you Take even have out.
2: any gravy on your stuffing, John? He does No, I took gravy. God, he took, took gravy. gravy. Oh, Can't you got dry-ass stuffing and dry-ass <laughs> ham? No. All right, so with the second pick, with my second pick in the second round, I got to go with something because I like some sweetness with my food. You see what I'm saying to you? So it is only right that I get me some candied yams. Uh, candied yams, That was please. my third side. Bro, candied yams on my. Yams are a, trash. You crazy. And uh, I need it. You ain't never had none by my grandma. And then you got to put them. We got a nice little glaze on it. You got some brown sugar on top of it. Ooh, you just dabble in that. And when I get that with my third pick, because I got next, don't I? You do. You do. I do. With my third I pick. <laughs> I do. With my third pick, I will go. Turnip greens, baby. I need greens. I need greens. And when I mix them turnip greens with them candied yams and then get a piece of that turkey and put a little smorgasbord together, that's what you call a Thanksgiving plate, baby. That's what you call a Thanksgiving plate, baby. Damn,
4: I like your plate a
2: lot, My plate is buffing, Jack. I can't wait to see what meat you throw on your plate.
1: All right, so since Robert already has his sides knocked out, I don't have to worry about him potentially picking a side. So I'm going to go straight to dessert. I'm going pumpkin pie. <laughs>
3: the I, I told you. love
1: pumpkin pie, a tradition unlike any other that also boxes you guys out from potentially taking pumpkin bread. Get out of here with that. <laughs> oh, oh, pumpkin pie. I was so close to going with pumpkin bread, oh, Brody. No. What am I going <laughs> to... Pumpkin pie is my pick.
0: So I got
1: so I got ham stuffing and pumpkin pie. Oh
2: my god!
4: Josh's last side is about to be cream corn, (laughs) y'all. I don't know what's whiter. It's got to be that or green bean casserole. Robbie, did I
2: not tell you I was not worried in the least bit about Josh Graham's list? Oh, my God. It's horrible. God. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. you got candied yams. And greens with turkey. Oh, my God, Josh. That is the quintessential Thanksgiving meal, Dude, brother. Uh,
4: I don't know whether I need to go meat or dessert here, but I got back-to-backs, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're closing out here. I, I'm going to finish this thing off with my meat, so I'm going to start with dessert the way I usually tend to do it, mm. and I'm going to go with persimmon pudding. It is old, Ooh. it is old school. Not a lot of people do it right, but persimmon pudding, I've always had it at my grandma's Thanksgiving. What and I, is it? It is a persimmon is a fruit, and it only falls off the tree when it's ripe. So my grandma would go out and pick the fruits, and it it looks like brownies, but it's a fruit. So Robert, fruit. Robert just took the Euro kid 16th and 17th of <laughs> the is first my round. Persimmon this is my pudding. B dots like
0: who? What country? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me tell you. I, I will bring you some persimmon that? pudding.
4: I, and it, I'm telling you, it's like brand, a fruit brownie almost. It slaps. Where is persimmon? Yo. Who is this 6'9'' white kid from Persimmon? <laughs> yeah. now, he just can't shoot threes like Ben Simmons. If
2: you get if you get some thir- next Thursday, I'm gonna come up here next Friday on purpose just to try. Yeah, it.
4: We, you yeah, let yeah. me. I'll say. I'll, you can freeze it too. It's great. It's amazing. Uh, I'll check it. out. And it's I, a
2: horrible pick for your for your for this uh, draft, but it was an amazing. Experience. Yeah, I mean, th- like I said
4: before, I don't know if I said this on air or not, but this plate is for me to eat, yeah, not fair. for people that's to right. yeah. to dig on. So that's yeah. cool with me. This that's plate
1: fair. is not for you in the audience. This show is. But this plate
4: is for me, Dot, and for Robert. And, These uh, are our plates. We're eating this next week. With my last pick in the meat category... Uh, I could either go one of two ways here. You guys have taken all the popular meats off the board. My family sometimes does a seafood Thanksgiving where we'll have fried oysters and stuff. But I think I'm going to go. I'm stuck with the grandma theme here. I'm going to go with my grandma's chicken and dumplings. Mmm. Chicken and dumplings for the under... Ooh. Dude, I'm they... Oh. Sl- <laughs> What does that mean? Oh, they they're slapped. so good, dude. I cannot wait for Thanksgiving. <laughs> this has just made me hungry. That's yeah. all this has done is made me hungry. Absolutely. All right.
1: So, Robert is completed with his draft, my final pick, my final side. I think it's the most underrated part of a Thanksgiving meal. I'm going rolls. As a side? Rolls as a side Josh could with be hungry butter as hell. slathered in the middle here. <laughs> Most underrated part. I love sopping up whatever's sitting there. Some of the stuffing. Go with that. <laughs> what are you sopping
4: up from the Bro, stuffing?
2: With no gravy. <laughs> yeah. He's got bread stuffing and pumpkin pie. Three breads. Three breads and ham. Honey glaze ham.
1: rolls. That is my this last is pick. That is my last pick. I'm finishing I know, listen, out with rolls.
2: I know you're out there. You're listening. And you're saying, wow. Dot was right. <laughs> The carcassity of that plate you just heard right there. With the final pick in this turkey day. (laughs) In the final pick of this turkey day draft, I have to have, my wife makes the absolute best, and I have to have a slice of pound cake. Mm. I have to have a slice of just vanilla vanilla pound cake. Vanilla pound cake. Yeah, no icing on it, and it's just amazing. And it's just that, – that's mandatory on my Thanksgiving. So my list is definitely turkey, candied yams, and turnip greens. I cannot wait to mix those together with a nice slice of pound cake as I go to the moon right after that.
1: 336-777-1600. 3, 3, 7, 7, 7, Who had the best draft? What plate would you like to eat most? Oh, dot. run down your plate real
2: quick. Turkey, candied yams, turnip greens, pound cake.
1: I've got in my draft – Ham with sides of stuffing and rolls with pumpkin pie as a dessert.
4: And, Robert, what do you have? I have mashed potatoes and gravy, mac and cheese, chicken and dumplings, and persimmon pudding. There you go. That's the
1: draft. Who did it best? 336-777-1600. Who am I going to here, Robert? Robert. Let's go to John M. Winston Salem. You heard the plates, John. Who had the best plate?
4: For a classic Thanksgiving, B.1 hands down. For a a creative Thanksgiving, Robert tied him for first. Mm. You, however, came in a very distant fifth.
1: You never have anything good to say about me, do you, John? <laughs> in <a> fact, no. <laughs>
4: Well, if you picked better, I might have something good. To say. That's not
1: true. You know, if I if here's the thing, it's not cool. If, if I pick something, it's not in Vogue, and B dot would find a way to smear it, and then you would you say B dot's right. You sound like the
3: right. white guy in the world. I, I am think. the <laughs> whitest
1: white guy in the world. We've established this. Thank you for the call, John. It's appreciated.
2: Yo, I want. I wonder, is there anybody, anybody? Because I don't want you to pick on John or me or Robbie. Is there anybody? That agrees with your Is there list. anybody who wants oh, my plate yes. with ham, rolls, <laughs> anybody. Uh,
1: stuffing, and pumpkin pie?
0: Now comes the moment that you have all I've been waiting for. All right, whenever you're ready. Back to the drive with Josh Graham on Sports Hub Triad. You better watch your step.
1: It's about time for grammar school. Yeah. And BDOT just told me that he only has four for this week. And that ain't right. We need to have five for grammar school. Mm. And conveniently, we have a line or a caller right now. It's Marshall in Greensboro who has something to submit right now that BDOT we don't know what the word is yet, Yeah, is allowing to be one of the five words for grammar school this week. Marshall, go right ahead.
3: It's called submarine
2: searching. Would you like to give me a hint?
3: Oh, that'd be giving it away. Wait, the word
2: is submarine searching, Marshall? Submarine searching. Submarine searching.
1: Okay. Submarine searching.
2: Oh, that sounds, sounds, uh, (laughs) sounds uh,
1: let me think about that for a little bit. Uh, thank you for the call, Marshall. Let me think about that for a second. So, it's appreciated. So
2: this will actually count against your five in grammar school.
1: This will count against our five. Ooh,
2: your five. Ain't no our five. It's your five. Submarine. I'm going to write that down. Submarine searching. Because I'm going to let you know something right now, Joshua. I have no clue what this is. I means. have no clue what it is either. Yeah. Drugs? <laughs> That's always Josh's go to in grammar school if he doesn't know the answer, because nine times out of 10, the answer has something to do with drugs.
1: 336 777 1600. If anybody can help me out with submarine searching, Robert,
0: I'm going to guess drugs. Am I right?
2: We haven't even dropped the imaging for the bit. Okay, let's drop.
0: Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My
1: English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Damn. Thanks a lot. Next semester I'll be 35.
0: Josh is going to attempt to learn B. dots vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B. Dot's grammar School.
2: Marshall from Greensboro just called up and kicked off Grammar School with submarine searching. Josh, what does submarine searching mean?
1: I thought he was quizzing you too.
2: Yeah, he probably was, but because I'm using his answer in Grammar School today, well his uh his wording, we're on the same team, Marshall and I. Thank you, Marshall.
1: Submarine searching. Yeah. I don't know. I bet it's an old way of saying that you're getting drunk or something. Mm. It's getting liquored up. Robbie for, knows the what's answer. What's the answer? Because
2: Robbie mm. talks. Oh, gosh. The heavy buzzer. What oh, does yeah. it mean?
4: Submarine searching is looking for a place to make out. Uh, so, like, you would drive around in your car and you'd be wheeling that big thing around. Like, oh, can, we, can we can we, kiss in this church parking lot? Maybe God wouldn't like it. Who cares?
1: Okay. Yeah. Nobody hangs out at this park at this time of night.
2: I like submarine social. Right? Robert really did me that. dirty, by the way.
1: You can vote on this on our um, Thanksgiving plates yeah. at, at Sports Hub Triumph. How did Robbie Instagram do you Radio. dirty?
2: You made that caucastic plate.
1: He put is my side. A roll that's what you
2: said (laughs) i
4: said rolls okay I don't know what One the difference is. Goal. And the the retweet that you retweeted is my buddy Grant, and he is the pickiest eater on the planet. What did Grant say? He's like, I would choose Josh, and it's not even close. Really? I can't get Grant to call Boom. up here though. Grant is the pickiest eater, and Josh, like we said, we've said a million times, Josh only goes to Twitter for validation as long as it's getting supports crushed his by plate.
2: everybody else. Grant said he would go with Josh's place and plate, and it's not even close. You Grant. mentioned Grant.
4: I didn't mention Grant. I, I just put it up here grant if you're listening i know you
2: are grant, expand your horizons dude grant if you're listening you're a freaking savage
3: see this is the problem <laughs> this, is the, driest this is the
1: problem in america today if you prefer a plate one way and somebody likes it another way well we can't even communicate anymore about our plates you're just gonna get shamed for the plate that you like
2: your plate is horrible josh you That's, picked that plate because need, you got pushed is, into that this position this is
1: america Where you can eat whatever plate you want,
2: period. Who picks stuffing pumpkin pie a roll? I do. And And I chose rolls, plural.
1: (laughs) I ate about six of those sums. I almost finished.
4: (laughs) Literally, I know you eat like six of them because I can't say who it is. They said they went out to eat with you one time and they, they give rolls out. They said they did not even get a piece of bread. Josh ate every single roll.
2: Like a bird? I want to the know who told you that.
4: He, he wants to know, but you. the thing is, you should know. Who did you go out to eat with and you ate all the rolls?
2: Everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's what you did. Think Everybody told it. him that. Everybody. All Good right. to know. What's the second word? Oh, for one, if this is your first time listening, Josh has five words or phrases he has to get correct. Well, three out of the five. In Ryan writes,
1: Josh's plate reminds me of a prison Thanksgiving meal.
2: Yeah, I agree, Ryan. I agree.
4: If we got to pick water or drinks, (laughs) Josh, Josh, I feel like I would like uh, (laughs) tap water.
2: Lukewarm. Josh, who is the plug? Who is the plug? Yes, the plug. When someone references the plug, who are they speaking about?
4: You can also be plugged in without being the plug.
2: Yes, you can, but being plugged in is totally different from the plug.
4: The plug
1: is the guy I would imagine you get your stuff from. That's the plug. Like that is correct. The supplier. That is correct. That is correct. When in doubt, guess drugs.
2: (laughs) What's a roach? A roach? Yeah.
1: Not like Papa Roach?
2: No, not like Papa Roach.
1: Papa Roach holds up still. It's amazing. (laughs)
2: This is the last resort. Will well, you tell me what a roach is? I'm thinking. <laughs> I can tell. If you would like to help Josh and be a lifeline, you can call up and join the fun.
4: 336-777-1600. I know how
2: to do that. I
4: know, but that's my tell for I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I also knew he would have no idea. I was like, that's a good one. It to is, to pull is. out of <laughs> your back pocket like... To anybody who's been in a circumstance like that, it's great. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, I know.
2: Immediately. What that is. Oh, and then when the person doesn't know, you're like, how do they not know what that is?
4: It's ridiculous. And technically, we already had a caller. We had a caller give him one. So oh, I don't that think we count. should give a caller. He was giving me. A prompt not helping me yeah he didn't even give me a hint he kind of help beat out we got like three people cut the lines are flashing all right and please I don't help
2: me give me
1: some help i i get to go to the line
2: <laughs> he's in a panic he's I, in a panic i need
1: to know what a roach is i do because i don't know this
2: it's ridiculous ridiculous we gotta we gotta put a layer to the people that can help now i don't know I like the idea that Robin and him have when they would give you an answer and you have to guess if they're giving you the right answer or not.
4: Look, my man Richard's got the right idea. You got Richard and Clemens. He's going to help you out, but he's going to give you a hint. He's not going to tell you what it is. Don't
1: listen to Robert. Just tell me what it is. Let's go, Richard. Richard, Richard, what is a roach? Richard? (laughs) Hey, Richard. Richard dipped, man. He left?
2: What the hell, Richard? Richard done hung up. Damn it, Richard. Damn. That was your assistance. There are more phones. Robbie has to go to more phones. It's sad, it's sad that you don't know what a roach is. Why is that sad? Well, it's not sad. It's we in just, grammar school for just, a reason. Well, yeah, but we just know what life you haven't lived.
1: We also need to f- <laughs> We also need to figure out which of these words I could potentially use for a video like we did last week where we forgot to mention... You asked me to say what's it hit info, and I did. You did. I knocked it out. You did. And uh, good, good responses on social media. For Absolutely. So uh, that- my man
4: Debo is here to help you out and take your chain. <laughs> yeah. Do
2: you even know what that means,
3: Debo? What's a roach? Man, it's like you know when you got the crust left, but your but your thank you. You're blazing up. You know what I mean? So it's just like you know.
4: The last part of the smokable
3: thing. I got you! Okay, yeah! Yeah, 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 hey, now, it's well, the last... Let me last... ask you a question. How, did you, how many years did you spend going to ECU?
2: Say it again? How many years?
3: How many years did you spend going to ECU?
1: Uh, I was I- at ECU for four years, and I worked there for two.
3: So you had six years in Greenville and didn't
1: figure out what a roach is, and they still gave you a diploma. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing thing. I think that applies I'm more. I Thank you want for to know the call. All right, yeah, appreciate that. Uh, so
4: I'm gonna go with that answer. Don't
2: run him off the phone because he got questions. <laughs> Don't uh, run. I
1: yeah, appreciate
4: you telling me what it was. Get this guy out of here. ECU, like I give a crap think, about I him. I think
1: ECU's known more for the drinking element, and App State's the one that's more popular when it comes to the smoking of roaches and such.
4: You would be a little more off-base than that, I'd figure, but <laughs> yeah, I think yes. ECU is partying and App State is the uh, seeing things that might not be there. Gotcha. They shroomed Okay, They're
2: we need to that.
1: blow through these. I got that right, right?
2: You did get that right. Thank it's the you. end part of the blunt. When you get down to the end, that's a roach.
1: Okay, what's the last two?
2: Who are the ops?
1: The ops? Yep, OP. Not OPP.
2: No, how can I explain it? I take it frame by frame it. No, not OPP. <laughs>
1: I'm down with OPP.
2: Are you down with OPP?
4: The Ops, though. <laughs> what does OPP stand for, Josh? Robert, what's the Ops? I'm going to use you as my uh, my lifeline here because we are running out of time. Uh, I'm going to say the Ops is a bad guy cartoon show that came on BET following a family of oppositioned octopuses. That
1: seems... Very far fetched to be making up, so I'm gonna go with that.
2: And you're gonna be wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ops, <laughs> ops are opposite gang members. They're the ops. The, you opposition. Know I mean? I the know, opposition. I don't know
1: why a, it doesn't make any sense. Why a lifeline is
2: <laughs> Josh? We don't have time for you to get upset about this. Is a place
1: to go Josh, where people are gonna be Josh, tricking me. We don't have time. The Josh, game is supposed to trick we're
2: me. We're up not, against not it. Not the
1: people supposed to be giving me life.
2: We're up against it. <laughs>
1: Your last one for the win
2: for the win are you two pl- right oh yes yeah, good point for the win good point the fresh Prince of Bel Air yep had two of what character what <laughs> man Did I, could I say that any more clear Robbie
4: Give it to him again. Maybe, maybe just he needs to just hear it. The
2: Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It had two of what character <laughs> for the win? I was. don't
4: know. Come on. If you okay? If I didn't give you a good enough lifeline, can I give you a lifeline? For Please. This? Aunt Vivian. Two ants? Yeah, she left and she came back.
2: That's what I'm going with. Are you going with Aunt Vivian? Yeah,
1: two two aunts, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Give me give the me X. You know, I don't know.
2: It was two Aunt Vives.
1: Ah! <laughs> yeah! I like
0: Robert again! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, there was
2: one Aunt Viv. It didn't work out with Will, so they fired her, and they had another Aunt Viv come in, and there's that's like the most notable thing about Fresh Prince. Which two Aunt one Aunt of these things am I going to try and work into conversation tonight? I don't know. That's a very the good question. The ops? Yeah, the ops maybe, or the plug. Or a roach. A roach might be fun. Or see, Fresh Prince is doing a reboot this week, so maybe you can do the two on vibs too.
1: So ridiculous. Uh, thank you lo- for being here, B Don. Thanks for having I me. I would love
4: for him to ask, "Hey, can I smoke this roach out here?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't care
2: about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> hey, can I smoke? I'm not gonna roach do that. Do you think I get kicked out of here if they if I smoke the roach right here? <laughs> <laughs> Say that. That's the sentence. You got to say that sentence. If you want me to come to the Ale House tonight, damn it, Josh, that's the sentence you got to say. Are you going to say it, yes or no? No. Well, I'll see you next Wednesday.
1: There is uh wow, this is tough.
2: <laughs> oh, all Josh has to put him in a sentence it's, now. It's
1: incredible. I just read all these draft projections, and I'm thinking, boy, clearly these guys have had quite a bit. They just finished up their Roach. Goodness. Like it must be the good stuff too. Like who's the plug? <laughs> that
2: was a good one. That was a good
1: one. I, I'm <laughs> not gonna do submarine searching.
4: Come on, that's what all the draft teams are doing. They're submarine you know. searching for their draft pick tonight. Hey, you
1: know, if we go to Ale House and we're sitting on the patio, you know, there's the spot right outside the patio, the wooded area. That's where some people go submarine searching. Also, See? it's in it's in the it's like right there next to the mall. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's a good spot too. That's also where the yaps hang out. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great. 100%. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's it's a nice spot. Places where you can expect a couple Aunt Vivians to be hanging out. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. There's a difference between what the Hornets should do and what they will do. Regardless, all signs point to James Wiseman. And I'll tell you why.
3: Next.